Welcome to this edition of A Server's Journey with Rocky DeStefano. The foundation of the program is that everyone is leading something or someone, and thus we're all on a journey. It's a server's journey, and we have a unique way of learning it today. Welcome, 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 and good day to our listeners. Uh, two shows in a row, I got it correct. Two days in a row, yes, two shows in a row, and around the world, it's good day. That's right. And we uh, want to thank Gabby Hi. or Garby for mm-hmm. being here. And um, that is combining the word Gabby and Gary Gary together. Yeah. But we do think it sounds like trash. So we're, we're not happy with that. We just don't know. I love it. What else it could be? Garby. I think you should name rename one of your pets Garby. No. Maybe your cat. The audacity Garby. you have to tell me to rename one of my pets. Garby. Garby has a ring to it. Call me whatever you want, but don't ever speak no. on my pets again. So, Larry, uh, <laughs> catch us up <laughs> after that threat. Um, Sorry, I'm getting like yeah, my Cleopatra gets, energy from the last episode. Well, it's your fur babies. Well, we're doing inf- influential leaders throughout history. Right. And, and we've done so many already. Yeah. I, it's hard for me to remember how many we've done, but we've, we've covered Lincoln and Washington, and we've covered uh, FTR. MLK, yeah, and Gabby, who was the first one that you covered? MLK. Yeah. That's right, you were MLK. Yeah. And um, we had a fifth in there. No, no, that was five. And then we now are kind of switching to uh, more historical figures, and some we're mixing in some great female leaders. Other cultures. Other cultures, yeah. That's unique, too, because we're out of our culture today, but there were leaders that really knew how to lead. Right. And I guess how how do we get to where we are today if we didn't have those leaders? Yeah, and we um, are definitely have to, having to understand that they were again different historical periods, so different things were okay. Mm-hmm. Um, as we learned um, last episode uh, with Cleopatra, um, and we're going to see again today because today we're going to be covering Attila the Hun. Now, what characteristics in the uh, list that we were working with, like strong ethics and safety, self-organization, and leaders, learning, uh, n- nurturing growth, and continuing, you know, connecting the people together. Right. How did Attila the Hun identify with these characteristics? Um, you know, so he was, uh, he's very interesting. And a lot of the history that we know of Attila actually comes from the Romans, um, and we're going to get to that, but he actually proved to be a surprisingly good leader for his time period, um, a time period where being a servant was not cherished. So we are going to talk about that, but you'll see he fits w- really in well with some of these lists. And we do keep adding others that I think eventually we'll be able to merge back into some of the five. Because you're trying to tie it all together. Right, like, we're tr- like trying many, to, yeah. How many of these leaders had the same characteristics? Well, and so if uh, Dr. Uh, Giles, Giles I, I was going to say Giles, J. Giles Band was one of my favorite bands in the 80s. Um, I can hear it now. Yeah, if um, she mentioned connectiveness, right? Yes. It could also be seen as charisma, or empathy, because there was a way that she can th- they connected to their people. Uh-huh. So let's talk a little bit about um, 
who Attila was. Okay. So, and Larry, you said you didn't know very much about him. Oh. So he <clears throat> was uh, a fifth century king of the Hunic Empire, and they devastated lands from the Black Sea to the Mediterranean, inspiring fear throughout the entire Roman Empire. And this was the late Roman Empire. So they, I don't believe, brought down the Roman Empire, but they, uh, did a lot of damage and were kind of the precursor to the end of the Roman Empire. Um, in fact, the Romans were so fearful of him that they dubbed him Fagellum Dei, which means the scourge of God in Latin. Mm. Um, Attila consolidated power after what, Gabby? What did he do to consolidate power? You mentioned this about Cleopatra. Uh, did he murder his family? He murdered his brother to become the sole ruler of the Huns uh, and expanded the role of the Huns to include many other Germanic tribes. And then with those tribes, he attacked the Eastern Roman Empire. Um, and while he never invaded Constantinople or Rome, um, he basically left them open to attack. Okay, So um, he was born in Pannonia, which was a province of the Roman Empire, but is the present-day Transdanubia, Hungary. And he was born in 406. Um, his, his brother, Bleda, were named co-rulers of the Huns. And after he murdered his brother, um, he became the 5th century king of the empire and their sole ruler. So uh, he united the tribes and the Hun kingdom, and he was said to be a just ruler to his own people. So again, we kind of see that just, which is uh, the ability to be empathetic and understanding of who they are. Um, he expanded the rule of the Huns to include many Germanic tribes, um, and he, again, attacked uh, countries and provinces from the Roman Empire, from the Black Sea all the way to the Mediterranean uh, Sea. He was a notorious leader. He was known for his fierce gaze, um, often being described in history um, as having rolled his eyes to enjoy the terror that he inspired. I don't, I don't have anything. Okay. I thought, that sigh, Larry, it was so deep and pronounced that I thought, this is, is going to be really good. Well, I just... I just these leaders back Cleopatra, you know, these did they want to rule the world? They did. Is that it? Well, yeah, and I think they had they wanted to rule the known world for sure. Yeah. Um, one of his, uh, he was, he kind of like constantly. One of his things that he used to scare others was that he claimed to own the actual sword of Mars, the Roman god of war, um, which is a pretty good tool if you have it. In 434, uh, Theodosius II paid a tribute, in essence, paid pr protection money to Attila, but uh, Attila broke the peace treaty, destroyed the towns along the Danube River before moving into the empire's interior and obliterating it. He then moved toward Constantinople, defeating the main Eastern Roman forces in a number of battles, However, upon reaching the sea, uh, he 
realize the impossibility of an attack on the capital because of the walls um, by his army. And his army, if you just so you guys knew, know, he it, it consisted largely of horsemen. Okay, and Theodosia II had specifically built the great walls to defend against Attila. So he was so feared that Constantinople, one of the you know cities, the most famous cities in the world, created walls to keep him out. Um, subsequently, though, Attila targeted and destroyed what was left of the Eastern European forces. Um, his final years, kind of like his legacy, again, he was de- dubbed the Flagellum Dia. Um, Attila invaded northern Italy in 452, but he spared the city of Rome due to the diplomacy of Pope Leo I. Legend has it that St. Peter and St. Paul appeared to Attila and they threatened to strike him dead if he did not settle with Pope Leo I. And um, he did. He settled with Pope Leo I. And the following year he died. Um, and so he did not actually try to take the Italian cities. Of Rome. Of Rome. Uh, one of his most memorable quotes is uh, that, there where I have passed, the grass will never grow again. And that was said uh, because he wanted people to understand that he was a powerful ruler and a powerful had a powerful reign. Now you guys know as much as we do about Attila the Hun. And if you think about it, Gabby, you mentioned the Roman Empire, mm-hmm. and he was somebody they feared, and they didn't fear very much. Well, and uh, what I find interesting is that, you know, Cleopatra, the way we know her today, a lot of it is propaganda from right. the Roman Empire. And for Attila the Hun, it's kind of similar. They propagand- They used propaganda to, you know, talk about how he was brutish and he was barbaric and the Huns were barbarians and right uh really he wasn't necessarily no, <laughs> um not at all. but they had good press agents well yeah. and, and again if you look at what they say compared to what the huns said mm-hmm. it's very different right? yeah 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 and you know kind of tying back into some of the traits he was w- well learned in a lot of different areas absolutely he, he learned archery sword fighting yep. lasso yep. how to ride and care for horses military and diplomatic tactics he uh, spoke and possibly read gothic and latin yep um so for a barbarian that's kind of impressive <laughs> yeah and and if you talk about like he brought some first of all he was known it says the huns had a different attitude and are reported to have fought with confidence and a ferocity that had rarely been seen in soldiers before that time, which is pretty crazy because if you think about it, the Romans were known to be pretty brutal, but a historian, Vitticus, Vetitus, I don't know, anyways, <laughs> Vitius, whatever, is correct. The Roman soldiers actually lacked the ferocity that the Huns showed um, and they had tremendous training and discipline, and they were able to perform military maneuvers on the battlefield with speed and dexterity. And what was a soldier like at that time? I mean, 
and how many, you know, we see these motion pictures today where they have so many people in these battles, and they had a sword, and that's about it. So, and Gabby, you kind of mentioned this, what the Huns were known for, and the, a major difference, the one reason why the Romans were so fearful, is that the Hunic art of war and that of the barbarians was that they were mounted on horses with archery, um, and it was one of their prime strategies and tactics. And it was, like, hard to beat at that point. A modern weapon. Yeah, yeah, which, I mean, you wouldn't think archery is a modern weapon, but it was. If you've seen Game of Thrones. I have. It reminds me of the Dothraki. Yeah. <laughs> there you go, nerds. We <laughs> of, wow. Of which, of which Gabby and I... It's like one of the most popular shows I, ever. I know, but I mean... It is kind of nerdy, but, you know, we watched it. So yeah, well, and I did spend, like, a year of my life playing Game of Thrones Conquest. I don't know what that is. It's a it's a mobile video game where you build alliances and you use your army and you take over their territories. Anyway, the cavalry soldiers were where it was at, so. What also amazes me is the, the strategy that he would be the leader would plan for these conquests. Right. You know, yeah. and lead these people into these battles. Well, and, and one of the amazing things he did, and this actually kind of reminded me of what Washington did with the American forces, understanding that they couldn't just march in a line and beat the British. Um, it was similar. What Attila, uh, Attila realized is they could not ride directly into the opposing force as in a charge, but they would rather ride around them and fire as they passed um, so they kind of were like one of the first to give this idea of like a revolving siege of people that were constantly coming from different directions with different weapons already because of their archery skills. Um, and they were, they were pretty fierce. So let's talk about some of his best traits. Okay. okay? And I already okay. had some down that he was a lifelong learner. He studied a lot of different military tactics and kind of came up with his own um he also was a very charismatic leader very self-confident and knew how to use propaganda to get people to follow him saying that you have the only sword of a mythical god of war mm -hmm. pretty good propaganda um, he was definitely fierce but he was able to connect with his people and I, less his people and more his troops right right, right. Because um, this is one thing I found amazing, because you wouldn't think this. He uh, was able to amass a troop, a, a, a troop, I'm actually looking at this now. He amassed an army of half a million men. Wow. I mean, think about that. That's what, half a million men. That's what I'm saying. Uh, the, to, be in that, to be in that army. Right. And then... To, <sighs> Yeah, you had to feel part of something, Yeah, which I think he was good. So I'm going to shotgun these because there's a lot of them. And in fact, if I'm being honest, I found more uh, different historians who gave different credit to leadership capabilities of Attila than almost anybody else I've looked Wh at. Wow. In fact, um, I compiled a list, and this is, I could have come up with 30, but I kind of put it into... 17. So you did what Dr. Giles did. Yeah, and I think we would probably be able to 
you know, close them in to even fewer. But number one, uh, he was loyal and he demanded loyalty. Um, so he was okay with disagreements. He, in fact, would say disagreements are not disloyalty. But he always encourages people to counter, right, um, and figure out a way through together. So did he accept? <laughs> did he yeah. accept this? No, he was actually very good at accepting feedback from his troops who were actually on the line, and he showed courage, right? Um, he was not, you know, I, you know, you see paintings of the general who's up on a mountain far away from the bullets. Right. The, that was not the case. He actually led them and actually, um, were, you know, was involved in the siege. <laughs> and to um, live through that. That's right. He showed desire. He showed emotional stamina because you think about it. They were a nomadic tribe, so they were not at a base, a comfy base. They were constantly moving, bringing their base with them as they attacked and took over different parts. Um, so not only emotional, but it also showed physical stamina. We mentioned that he was empathetic. Um, he was one of the most decisive leaders in history. He was known when he knew when to act and when not to act, and he didn't vacillate or procrastinate. Um, he always led and encouraged his peers and his subordinates. Number seven, is that? That's seven, yeah. Yeah, okay, okay. Um, he was able to anticipate, right? We learned from mm -hmm. Hitler that Hitler was not decisive, and he did not anticipate well, but uh, Attila did. Attila understood, okay, I can't attack this wall because we can't, Penetrate it. it, yeah. But then they were able to change some of their warfare tactics to... Surround it. Yeah. Um, he showed uh, tremendous timing and tremendous competitiveness. Okay? We already talked about his self-confidence. Um, uh, he was known to hold people accountable, so he was one of the first modern generals. He was a king, but also acted as a general. One of the first mod, uh, sorry, first generals in history to give people jobs, hold them accountable, and let them lead without getting in the way. No, that's a servant. Yeah, yeah. Um, he showed a real responsibility. He made sure that his people always had enough to eat and drink. Uh, took care of them. And how many were in that army? Half, well, half a million at one point. Wow. So, and so that shows, kind of goes back to his safety. Yeah. Um, he was credible because he met the needs of his, of, uh, his uh, troops. And then the last three we had were, um, he had an unyielding drive to accomplish his mission. So he showed tenacity. Um, he was dependable and he had great stewardship. So if somebody showed leadership, um, he would steward it, and he always used it. So he always found the right place for people within his army. And that, that's no easy feat when it's as big as a half million people. I, I'm seeing stewardship as giving money. Yeah, so you know, it, it's more of a caretaker's quality. Mm. So when you're talking about stewardship, it's, it can be money, right? It can be time. It could be talents, or it could be money. And I think he was a great steward of their talents. 
So now, this is something that you've done, right? Uh, I've tried. You, you try. Know, yeah. Tried. You like to get, you develop people and let them move forward. Yes. Yes. Hopefully I've done that. And I think the greatest thing is, uh, and this is something that I try my best is that once he trusted um, people beneath him, he then trusted them and their decisions with people beneath them. So when it talks about stewardship, he might not have been directly able to steward, but he trusted the people that. But you certainly steward. got to have more people leading. Yeah. Five, how many yeah, people? Yeah. Five, half a million. So, <sighs> yeah. so um, I what? know that was quick, but uh, he was an interesting dude. What There's an, just no way around it. What an army. Yes. What an army. Whoa. Yeah. All right. Well, we're continuing this uh, episode or this series in uh, leadership competencies of great leaders throughout history. And boy, we got a couple more coming up. We do. In a couple of weeks. Yes. Big tease. We have a big tease. We're, we're, we're moving towards the top. I didn't know where he was going to go with the that. The big tease here, the, the one, the only, well, I can't say who it is. Yeah. We should have some sound drops for him, though. Don't you think? Are we allowed? Can we get in trouble with just one little sound drop? Yeah. Well, there you go. I, yeah, that was it, Larry. There's so. your there's your tease for one that's coming up. Guess that. Um, anyways, Larry, do you want to uh, pay the bills? Oh, yes. Thanks to ACS Creative for developing our website, aservicejourney.com. So when it comes to creating a website, it pays to go to the pros. That's why we went to ACS Creative. They do brochures, logos, direct mail, ad campaigns, and websites. They don't play games with your money. Contact ACS Creative on the internet at acscreative.com. So are we going to do this or that with Attila the Hun? <laughs> I don't think we should because I, I do not know what, what? he would. I, I, I do think he'd definitely, I think all these leaders would be rock and roll, not brought away. Except for the last one, maybe. <laughs> I mean, you know, another tease. Another tease. <laughs> and, okay. Yeah. Until next week, I am your ever faithful companion, Larry. And I am Rocky. And garbage. Garbage. Garby. Garb. It's Garby. Like garbage. Yeah, we didn't say garbage. We said Garby. 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 Until lengthened it. Call garbage. me by my full name. Anyways, as always, guys, we thank you for coming and listening. And we want to remind you to be somebody worth following. <laughs>